0: Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Making Lemonade, the podcast where we talk about how we take the lemons that life gives us and all of the different flavors of lemonade that we as creatives and as people make throughout our lives. This week, we have an interview, ladies and gentlemen, the first interview for February. I don't know if it's the first interview for 2020, but I'm pretty sure it's the first interview for uh, February because it's uh, the first episode, second episode of February um and it is my friend and yours a fellow lost boy insta cam ilo cam ilo my sydney boy he's he's an illustrator all that let's get into it we'll get into the vlog and then we will get into a very very wonderful episode with my friend and yours cam ilo all right let's do it guys boom Welcome to another episode. This is episode number 75. 75 episodes, guys. We have done three quarters of a century episodes. How crazy is that? We have done three times as many episodes as I am old. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. Um, Let's get into the vlog portion of the episode, ladies and gentlemen. So, as you may have noticed already, I am in a very different surrounding I'm in my living room. You can see my towel right there. If you're looking on YouTube, you can see the towel uh, right there. That's our bedroom there. That's my daughter's room right there. You can hear the ambulance. Can you hear that? That's an ambulance going by to go and help someone. Um, there's my daughter's little chair. There's her little charts, ABCs and one, two, threes and shit like that. We're in my living room right now and the kitchen is right behind me. So we live in a granny flat. Here in that uh, in in not so sunny Sydney right now, and um, shit has been getting real, guys. Um, if you go and have a look at my Instagram and and my TikTok and all that stuff, um, you might know that. Uh, oh, if you live in Sydney, you know that um, it's been it's been flooding. So we had fires in New South Wales over the Christmas period. We still do, and. Now, um, on Sunday, which was yesterday at the time of recording, um, it would have been three days, three days ago, because we released this on Wednesday, it's day of release, three days ago, um, we had torrential rain come down overnight, 24 hours, non-stop rain. It just rained all night, all day. What actually happened was um, narrow, places like Narrabeen had to be evacuated. Um, a lot of the northern beaches... Um, if you don't know where that is, that's just on the coast of Sydney. Um, it's our like beach area where our beaches are. we um, were flooded. Uh, one of the main roads was flooded and we were actually affected here um, in, uh, I live in uh, Western Sydney, so it's probably about half an hour, 40 minutes from the coast. Um, and we're affected here. My, um, the written, I'm getting to it, the reason why I'm sitting in my lounge room right now is because my studio was actually flooded um, over the last couple of days, which is which is very disappointing. Um, it's it's not the first time it's happened, but it's the first time it's happened in a long time, and um, yeah, it, it, we had to. It was actually very touch and go last night. We had to just. I just got in there, shoved a towel on either end um, of the doorway. So there's actually a moat kind of thing. It's like a garden bed looking thing in front of my studio um, because it's a, it's a converted shed. Um, the landlord had built like a garden bed. It looks like what where he was going to put a garden bed, but he never ended up putting one there. So it's just a mud trench. And then we call it the moat because it is quite literally when it fills up, it's like a moat. Um, so we just have a sip. I can hear that, like, in the microphone. Um, it's quite literally when it fills up, it's like a moat. Um, I'm, one day I'm going to find, like, a fake fin and sticking it. Um, but I did find a frog. There's a frog that lives around my shed, and he was living in that moat. He was living underneath the, um, I've got, like, what I call my drawbridge. It's literally just some planks of wood, like, stuck together as a little board that, so you can step into the, into the studio. Um, but yeah, so it, it flooded and I got in there yesterday morning, um, Sunday morning, after noticing that it was flooding and, there were, you know, it had gone off onto my, under my desk. And it's quite a large space. If you see the desk that I normally do the podcast at, it's gone underneath that um, and a little further out. Thankfully, it, everything, I was prepared for it. I'm, it's happened before, so I'm quite um, used to it kind of getting a little bit of water in there um at this point but this was pretty fucking bad so everything was up off the floor there was one or two pieces of paper like reams of paper and stuff that was damaged so nothing too bad was damaged everything in plastic as well um because you know you can get cockroaches if you're in have cardboard or that kind of shit but anyway it flooded and that was um yeah that was really concerning because uh and that's why i'm in here um, it's currently drying right now, the door and it's just all drying, I've mopped all the mud and dirt up, um, <laughs> look, it wasn't wasn't pleasant, but it could be worse, like my car could be underwater, my whole house could be flooded, thankfully our house is not flooded, um, it's just my studio and nothing was damaged because I was prepared, so now we're, you know, kind of getting the landlord to get on top of this shit and, and fix it because I needed to fix it a long time ago, but, um, I digress that's why we're in here um but other than that let's get into um i want to talk about a few bits and pieces before we get into the podcast um i've been working on a lot of a lot of drawing stuff i've been working on um i'm writing right now right in front of me right now um a very 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 big podcast series uh, that I'm super excited about, but it's probably going to take me the better part of a month to put together, but I wanted to just like get on top of it. Um, I'm really excited about it. It's one of the bigger ideas I've had, and I think it will really push you guys and help you guys and push myself into the stratosphere of creativity. Um, And uh, look, um, other than the flooding, this week's been actually pretty good. I've been been on top of things. I've been smashing out some goals. Um, I've got a whiteboard somewhere. Um, sorry, I just ADHDed on you guys there. Um, I went and saw Birds of Prey. Quick review on Birds of Prey. Um, I thought it looked great. It was fun. It had all these great uh, slow-mo moments. And the, the fight, there were some fight scenes with Harley Quinn that I was like, I actually turned to my turned to Jen and I was like did fucking Batman train Harley Quinn like what the hell where does she learn how to fight like this um but that was pretty cool I really liked uh Mary Elizabeth Winstead though I've liked her since um since Sky High <laughs> I had a crash on her when I was little so when not little what younger um so I like I thought her huntress was really interesting um I thought the chick who played I don't know what her name is the chick who played Black Canary was really good the the addition of Cassandra Kane, really interesting quite enjoyed that um if you know your Batman lore you know Cassandra Kane is uh, eventually becomes it, or was years ago one of the Batgirls and now I think she's not spoiler that's uh, Ashley what's her name and now she's another character. In the way. So She wears a black hood and shit like that. Her version of Nightwing. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a really interesting, um, really interesting character. Interesting movie. I just don't think I was, um, you know, it, it, it goes on from Suicide Squad. Actually, honestly, a little bit disappointed that we didn't get to see anything. Uh, spoilers. There wasn't any of the Joker in it. That was kind of dis... I actually would have liked to have seen Jared come back and do it, but obviously he's doing Morbius now, so he's he's doubling down on the superhero thing and he's having to go at another villain. Um, Or at least recast the Joker, that would have been interesting to see, but you know, nothing really Batman either. Like, Batfleck wasn't in it or, you know... I don't know. It's fucking, um, the, the cut scene was stupid. Don't bother waiting till the end of the movie. Um, but other than that, like, it, I, yeah, I just don't think I was the audience for this. I think it was more for a female audience, obviously. Um, it being a Birds of Prey movie, it also felt very much like, and as predicted from the trailers, very much like a Harley Quinn standalone and I liked the Harley Quinn of it all it was really interesting I think it gave Margot Robbie a, a chance to kind of go out on her own with this character and it was really interesting she played the shit out of that character and she really brought some depth and some empathy and some sympathy to that character um but other than that yeah go and see it like it's good I just I just don't think it's you know it's it's not un, it's neither underwhelming or overwhelming I just think it's you know it's just good so like I'll, I'll probably watch it again when it's on DVD. I don't. I'm not rushing back to the, the cinema see it. I thought it was pretty. It was pretty good. Um, you know, Hugh McGregor really fucking good villain. Um, it was really cool to see Victor Zs as well. It, you know, very very uh, very small. It was quite a small. Quite a small universe. Um, I don't think Gotham was. I don't think Gotham was enough of a character in it. But you know, it's, it's not the story they were trying to tell. So, um other than that go and see birds of prey definitely better than underwater if you're gonna if you're choosing between underwater and birds of prey go and see birds of prey i i suggest um but other than that what else did i want to talk to you guys about before we get into the episode with cam um oh obviously there's there's cons coming up the first con i've got is in march um Shit, I need to get that up, it's right here, wait a second. Uh, Let me get my notes up, just bear with me. There we go, there we are. (laughs) That was my like... Intermission music while I was waiting. Uh, so March, Canberra GeekCon. Are you in Canberra? Do you live in Canberra? Um, if you're in Canberra, ladies and gentlemen, come and see me at Canberra GeekCon, 21st to 22nd of March. I will be there. I will be square. They will be selling prints and all that stuff. If you just want to meet me and just say how much you love like this podcast, you know, that's also pretty cool. I had a friend of, um, i had a friend of mine. Let me shout him out. A big Good old Reese, he actually said to me at a party just recently that he listens to this and then he gets a lot of value out of this. So, thank you very much, Reese. I, I appreciate your uh, listenership and your support. And um, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully there's more of you that would like to come and meet me. Anyway, uh, so Canber- Canberra Geek Con is the 21st and 22nd of March. So, that's in a month. So, we've got a bit of time for that. Then we got Comic Gong in May, on May 16th. Uh, June uh, we got Sydney Supernova June 19th to 21st. So so far that's the first six months we've got right now. Um, I was hoping to have one for January and February, but there's nothing on. So
1: what are you gonna do?
0: Hopefully towards the end of the year I can do like one to two a month but yeah we'll see how we go. I can't make it unfortunately I can't make it to Melbourne or Breeze Gold Coast Supernova due to financial reasons. I'm not going to lie. Um, but other than that, guys, thank you so much for listening to me babble on here. Um, don't worry about the studio. We will be back in the studio next week. Weather committing. Um, it looks gloomy and dark out there, but hopefully it only trickles and doesn't pour. Um, so we'll see how we go uh, with that. It's nice and nice and dull, right?
1: So let's, let's
0: go. all right let's get into the episode uh instacam ilo um he's a good friend of mine we had a we had a great chat about creativity and um and uh the importance of a following the importance of social media the importance of all that kind of stuff um so guys let's get into it let's do it um i will see you here night. Here is our intro interview with Insta Cam, big, big old Camilo. Let's do it. Oh, quickly, That's the, that was the transition, ignore that quickly. Um, I forgot to mention in this episode that Cam, Camilo actually uh, recently did a cover, amongst other things, did a cover for uh, Ninja Turtles. Ninja, Ninja Turtles number 300, I think it was. Three, sorry, Cam, if I get it wrong. I think it's number 300. Um, and it was a DC Comics uh, exclusive, so if you can find that, that's pretty fucking awesome. I need to get my copy of him. I forgot to ask him for it. Um, but yeah, we didn't even talk about that, so I wanted to mention that there. That's pretty, that's pretty dope, like that's a massive, massive thing. Anyway, let's get into the episode I've been talking for today. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our esteemed guest. Uh, third time on this podcast, I believe, Mr. Camilla. Yep. How's Hello, good bro. Good, man, good. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. You ready to talk creativity and all that fun stuff? Yeah, I'm, I'm born ready, bro. <laughs> so, we'll, let's start. What have what you been working on lately, man?
2: Uh, right now, I've got a new um, sketchbook that I actually um, I hired someone to put together for me.
1: And, oh, nice.
2: Um, yeah, I've got new uh, sequential art. Um to send into IDW samples mm-hmm. and um, what else am I going on? And that's it, really, man. And then, like, I've oh, I've got this. Um, you heard of that Australia Burns book,
0: yes, yes. You did yeah. the cover or
2: something, didn't you? So, I did the cover for that, and i have done a few pages as well inside. So, I'm working on that. Oh, and I got I've done, done a piece with um, with Jackson for the the Phantom Bushfire appeal as well. Band. cool nice coming out too yeah and then yeah nice. I it, man. that's it nice. drawing drawing every day chipping away at the
0: um at the portfolio and that's it very cool man very cool so how um how, how does that bushfire thing work so you obviously did the cover and then what someone have you got writers as well that are doing and then you do uh, you know a short story or something yeah they've got like they've got a shit ton of
2: of people um contributing they got um like They got, you know, John Somareva. He's doing a few pages, and um, oh, Tom shit. Taylor. Wow. Tom Taylor is writing a oh, story. Wow. Yeah, so they got a they got a shitload of people in there, and someone wrote a story, and I'm doing some artwork for it.
1: Right, and yeah, right, it's all right.
2: like, it's all wow, donators work. We're not we're not getting paid or anything, but I think we hit yeah, like yeah, ten yeah. grand. Cool. We raised raised ten grand so far in pre
0: sales. So that's freaking. That's a lot. Holy shit.
2: Wow, yeah,
0: that's incredible. And that's all going to who the RFS or there's
2: um, no, there's there's four or five charities they've chosen. I don't remember them from the top of my head, but um, all the money's gonna be split up evenly amongst those four or five charities that the editor has um has chosen. I don't know if it's Mm. RFS, man. Like, I think I think um, everyone that was contributing was like a bit. A bit funny about how much money is actually going to people and how much is
0: like yeah, being taken at these. Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: So there's they've, they've chosen
0: a lot of yeah, dodgy chosen, admin shit going on. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: They've chosen the charities really carefully, which is good. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of sad though because people like not to go off on a tangent, but people do. You know, yeah. people don't realize that a non for profit, although it's called a non for profit, they still have to pay yeah, their workers got and to
2: pay. Yeah,
0: exactly. They've got to pay salaries. I always
2: said this about like charities, like World Vision and all them. Like every time they'd stop you in the middle of the street, I'd always say, it. "I'm like these guys. You can donate a dollar a day. You haven't even covered their website fees. Like
0: no, not at all.
2: You know, it's Don't all, know. it's all, I'm not saying it's useless. It's not it's not useless to donate, but you can always find somewhere that gets the
0: money quicker and like more specifically to someone that needs it. You know. Yeah, definitely, man, and that's the that's the point. And the bigger the bigger organizer, the bigger the organization, the more overhead they have to cover, and, right. and so on and so forth. That's right. So, I don't know why people are kind of surprised that yeah. this, this was the case. I think it was more that people were surprised that they were um, putting some away for a rainy day when all these pu- yeah, people put all this money into it, and then they're like, "Well, wait a second. It's one thing to pay yeah, the yeah, salaries, that's... but a rainy day—that's some bullshit." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That that is some bullshit. Uh, yeah, man. Well, that's really cool that you're part of a um, part of that like collaborative
1: uh, yeah.
0: effort. Who who was it that decided to put that together? Or was it was it a group effort or you know one person um, said this is what we're gonna do? The uh,
2: um, the editor in chief is um you know Darren Close, the killer dude. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, he, he, has, him yeah, and, yeah him he and he have... and someone else he and someone else came up with it and um, oh, incredible. Yeah, it, Darren's Darren's putting it all together so.
0: That's awesome. And is there kind of like, are any of you putting money into it? Or what's the kind no, of go there? Or is no, it just three orders that have no money, kind of covered it?
2: No money into it. And the the, the printing company is doing it all free. Oh, wow.
0: Um,
2: all, the, all the artists are just donating their art. So
0: That's incredible, yeah. man. That's yeah. that's such an awesome effort, man. That must be, you must be pretty proud to be part of that.
2: Yeah, man, I am. I'm proud to be asked, man. I was chuffed I was when they asked me to do the cover. I wasn't expecting it, you know. Oh
0: wow! Yeah, that's awesome, and it's awesome. It's you know an awesome thing to be able to say. You know, that's that's an just another achievement that you didn't even think you'd, you'd get to.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, man. Oh, that's incredible. Um, so I wanted to talk to you. We were actually talking in um, in a group chat recently about yeah. you were you're doing like uh, challenges and stuff now on your on your yeah. social media at the risk of yes. I do talk a lot about social media here and content, but. It's pretty important, and it's and you know you raised some really good points uh, with us recently. I, I'm just wondering what's the challenge you're doing now? You so you did like a Ninja so, Turtles one last year, right? Eh?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. It's not so much a challenge
2: that Ninja Turtles one. I just said like, just to sort of ride the hype a bit. I just tried to draw as many Ninja Turtle characters and related stuff up until the release of the Ninja Turtles issue 100. Mm-hmm. So I just tried to get as much like I didn't want to lose the the social media like buzz on my Instagram with the cover coming out, like the turtle cover that I did. I'm like, it's been announced like two, three months before the actual release date. So if I don't continuously post Ninja Turtle stuff, no one's gonna remember I did it by the time it comes out, you know? So that was that's why I did that one. But then it was so good because what I did was I asked people like what Ninja Turtle related characters they want wanna see me draw. And I got, like, hundreds of suggestions, man. And then all those suggestions, they're all comments as well. That brings engagement to your page. And then when I started drawing the stuff that people have suggested, like, they're waiting for it, you know? So, and usually if they're waiting for it, they're going to share it with someone. They usually save it or whatever. And it all helped with my engagement. So now I'm doing an X-Men one. I just ask people, like, what sort of X-Men they want to see me draw, just because I'm in the mood for it, you know?
0: So I'll just draw an X-Men and
2: based off the lots of suggestions people gave me
0: nice man nice and and you're doing that kind of daily yeah
2: it's not really daily like i'll i'll do like a like a 40 minute warm-up drawing before i start doing my my other work in the day so maybe in a week i'll do like two or three different pieces like x-men characters right 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 but then i split it up into like daily posts so i'll do like a little a picture of the pencils and then a picture of the inks and then colors and so it ends up being like a post a day but there's only Mm. really three three two or three characters a week you know
0: okay that's really clever yeah so it looks so it's more of an uh, more of a social media daily rather than you actually yeah yeah consistently drawing right right. okay it's interesting you uh you bring up the point of people suggesting there's this i've been constantly thinking about like there's this fine line that we walk as artists in, of any form, creators of any form, especially when we've got an audience like we do, um, of like making art for ourselves that we enjoy, but at the same time making art that our audience will enjoy. Because at the end of the day, you're not really going to have, like your audience is gonna, isn't going is going to be interested if they're not interested in what you're drawing. And especially exactly. when, when they suggest something like that, that's really like, the ideal way to be able to draw. But, you know, I'm sure you've had commissions where you've gone, fuck, I, I don't really care to draw that character or whatever. Like, uh, what, like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, like, some of
2: those suggestions, like, yeah, I just don't do them, you know? Like, if, yeah. if I don't like them, I'm not going to do it. But, um, like, someone suggested I draw Cable, and I drew him because I wanted to, you know? Otherwise, mm. like, so far, the X-Men, the X-Men ones, I've done uh, – <coughs> Storm and Wolverine and Gambit and none of those were suggestions but All right. some of the suggestions were like just I didn't like them you know so the next one I'm doing I think I'm doing Rogue next someone suggested that but yeah some of them I'll, I'll do suggestions some of them I won't. but either way like people are waiting for it you know so and I'll just do it until I'm sick of it and then I'll, I'll just think of something else to draw you know I'll think of the next
0: property to, yeah
1: to, yeah and
0: you're, you're, uh, you move, you'll move on yeah. to the next thing well, yeah. it keeps you – and there's seriously something to be said, not just about social media but about your own skills. Like it's a double-edged sword where when you're, when you're doing – you're kind of challenging yourself, you yeah. know, to inktober or something like that. You're really – more than anything, you're looking to to get better on the other side and to be able to That's look fine. at the first one and look at the final one and be like, well, here are clearly – you know, he's, you can, yeah. you'd be able to do, like, a before and after and be like, well, look, clearly this is fucking working. So it yeah. should work for you. No, definitely. And, uh,
2: yeah. um, like, that that Inktober stuff, when, when we did Inktober, it, it started to become a thing of, like, your, your your quality might might slip because you're just trying to get a piece out of day and you got other mm. stuff you want to work on. And the, the thing is, that Inktober stuff, we only suggest about, like, four each four or five each, so really most of the time you're drawing something you don't want to draw, you know. So at least this way, the way I'm doing it now, I know I want to draw X-Men, whether I take the suggestion or not, but I will take a lot of the suggestions, but at least it's something I wanted to draw. Like I'm in the, I'm in the mood to draw X-Men for a while, so at least I'm drawing stuff that I'm happy with, you
0: know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. And if a suggestion, like you might necessarily get a suggestion that, you wouldn't have thought of yourself, but then you say, oh, shit, that's actually a really, really cool idea. Yeah, exactly.
1: And then you challenge
0: like cable, yourself to... Cable, cable
2: was a good example because I've never drawn him, and I probably always like subconsciously just didn't even think of him or didn't want to draw him because he's got so many pockets or whatever. But then when someone said <laughs> it, I'm like, you know, I've got a, I've got a reason to, to challenge myself now, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, well, I suppose it kind of brings me to this... this premise of challenge yourself to create like it's a really good way to um challenge yourself to create because we could use social media as as a platform and you know like i was saying the other day there's so many different platforms you can use and you can um broaden yourself out or do what have you You have this many followers there that many followers there but at the end of the day like challenging yourself creatively and if social media helps then like more power to you man that's yeah. Pretty fucking... Like, that's the best way. And, like, you Jackson a lot, did that man. as well. And,
2: oh, yeah, okay, he's man. done that... He's he done that 100-day challenge and he was pumping out, like, artwork that probably took him the entire day to draw every freaking day, you know? Yeah, man. That that's was nice. And, and, yeah, and if you see how much he improved by the end of it, like, I'm pretty sure that bulk... Like, the bulk amount of his followers came from that 100 days, you know?
1: Like... Yeah. It had to... It yeah, had to, yeah, was,
0: man. He's you know? following... I remember watching his following going from, yeah. you know, when I first met him at about maybe ten thousand to 40, yeah. forty, fifty, sixty thousand yeah, like exactly. in that period of time, and then it only and because of the because of the the, the reach of it from that point, it only, it was only yeah. going up, like it wasn't going down. Exactly. So, That's so that was just really impressive to watch. But yeah, no, I I kind of get what you mean. Um, I'm just trying to think, like, what's what is, um, hold oh, on, give me a second. <laughs> My brain just had a weird, weird guy. Go- well, like, here's the thing there's so many ways you can challenge yourself creatively, and even in your creative process, you can kind of push yourself even further by, you know, I was never that great at colors, and I try to challenge myself by putting you know, choosing three or four colours and then making, I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of my work recently has just been, you know, three or four colours and then making that kind of kind of thing work for, yeah. you know, whatever the drawing may be. And that we all have these weaknesses and a good way to kind of challenge yourself is to actually challenge those weaknesses and see if you can't, you know, get better at them yeah. um, whilst oh. getting better at
2: what you're already good at. Yeah, exactly. No, that's a it's a big reason why recently um, all my all the colored stuff I'm putting up is all digital colors because I know that I know that like I lack that skill of digital coloring,
1: okay. and
2: I don't really see I don't see like myself improving heaps with it at the moment. But little things here and there, like I've taken from I've taken like little little things off Jackson heaps of times, man. Like I, he always puts up those like um little little clips of him coloring yeah i've jacked i'm jacking his stuff all the time man like i don't know if he notices but like a little little things he uses i'm incorporating into mine so like that it's just a it's just a learning process you know so this way like doing these little challenges i'm i'm coloring two or three pieces a week and slowly slowly i'm seeing improvement
0: yeah yeah, I mean, and 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 borrowing from, like, the reason yeah. why he puts it up there is because people ask him. So, yeah, exactly. like, borrowing borrowing from someone like Jackson, who, you know, clearly is very good at digital yeah. colouring and his entire style hinders on it, um, is just another way you can learn. Like, we're only going to learn yeah. from each other and he's learnt from others. He, you know, I'm certain he, over the years, has, has borrowed off others and taken from others. Otherwise... You know, you're not oh, – yeah. no one's really <laughs> – no one's – I mean, uh, one of the best all... things I learned was reference everything. Yeah, you know, it's all boring, the, man. Yeah, man, it's all boring, and, and that's how you kind of culminate a style. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I suppose – I suppose um, it's It's not – I think it's probably it's, – it's not something you should be – even be ashamed of either like
1: there's this
0: weird there's this weird thought process especially with illustrators that like taking and tracing and all this kind of shit is not good like obviously you don't want to take your entire um style and an entire piece from someone but you know borrowing a pose here and a hand there and a and a coloring style there is there's nothing there's absolutely nothing wrong with
1: that
2: it all depends, man. Like, like I think, it, I think if I was to to straighten up trace something, I think like I'd probably cop shit from it about it. Mm. Like if I was to, if I was to grab something and, and trace it or use like I tell you, like a while ago I, I drew this is like over a year ago, I drew some Spider Man piece right, and I full mm. jacked the pose. Like I full fucking jacked the pose from another piece I saw, and someone yeah. hit me up. And someone's like, you know. I recognise that pose, I recognise it. You took it from this piece. He's like, mm. you know, just watch out. You might wanna like credit the original artist and his pose or something. I'm like, shit. Like it felt like crap when that guy noticed, man. You know, yeah, like it felt yeah. like crap. And I'm like, if I wanna if I wanna be like a professional comic book artist, I can't be doing that shit no more. Like the poses and stuff, I gotta take myself. I can take inspiration, you know, and I can like maybe use reference, like a like a photo or if I can or like I don't know, like anatomy reference and stuff like that. But if I'm gonna like jack someone's pose, then I better freaking I better like uh, credit them for it, you know? Because people notice. But then it's, yeah. it depends on the artist. It depends on like, you know, like like I, I heard somewhere that like um, Boss Logic copped a few comments about one of the billboards he designed, the Spider-Man ones, because like oh, it was yeah. a it was a pose it was a pose from the Spider-Man game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, probably. You know, like, I recognise a lot of the photo references and stuff that he uses, but different sort of artists, you know. Like, it's a different style and different different thing he's doing. So I don't think he'd get, like, you know, real hate for for taking an image of Spider-Man from the game and then, like, using his skills in Photoshop to changing it to a completely different costume or whatever, you know. like. But with me, I, I've I've accomplished shit for it. Like, I think there's a fine line between, like – actual copying and and you know like using as inspiration inspirational like.
0: yeah and and there's definitely that fine line between you know i've i've done it before where i've used a, a batman or a spider-man pose and then while i was drawing a batman or a spider-man you know what i mean like you can you can sometimes and what i tend to do personally is is take the pose You know, I might take the the fundamentals of that particular pose, and then make it even more dynamic than I could like, and move an arm here and a hand there, and a you know whatever, move it so that it feels like something new. But if you're looking for something in particular, I try to tend to like actually go look for a pose that is similar to what I'm looking for because. You know, you could you uh, only an absolute professional can say. So very few can just sit there and draw a few circles, and then they've got a pose like that. Should take practice. <laughs> Every, everyone, everyone like uses reference and stuff, which is fine. Like,
2: you know what I do a lot of, like I I follow all these Instagram models, and then I'll go to their, like, especially the fitness models. They'll they'll have good poses where you can see like muscle structure and shit like that. Mm. And I'll I'll use little bits of it. You know, I'm like let me. Like if I'm drawing like a, like a female superhero, I'm like I gotta check out how like a how a females' ribs work or how a females' abs work. Yeah. I'll go to those pages and I'll find like you know a pose that's pretty close to what I'm doing, and I can get a good idea of how to how like there's the, there's a piece I have done in in October that the Vampire mm. Day I drew Vampirella, that mm. like I, I full that's one that I clearly remember. I full used a, an Instagram models page. I'm just like let me go check out like what a you know. What what she looks like and stuff and how big her boobs are, how big her ribs are and shit like that. Mm. And I used I used it as reference. And, and the thing is, is I didn't copy it, you know, like it wasn't. Oh I yeah. I, I, I spun it myself. Like I draw very animated. Like it's not it's not as if I can really really copy it. But um, but it helps to look at reference, you know.
0: Yeah, man, for sure. And and I mean, scale is also something that a lot of people, yeah. especially with illustration, that a lot of people I still juggle with it today. Getting the correct scale, and yeah. but then there's the flip side where you take a photo. Like I've taken done a few time drawings where I've taken a photo of myself in a particular pose I wanted and used that as my reference and traced around that and then built off the back of it. Yeah, it's I it's an interesting that, way taken, to do it, man. Yeah.
2: I've taken photos of like my hands in in like weird positions, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. got a apps as well. I got this app called Handy, and you can yes, just get a hand for a head, and you recently. can yeah. There's another that's one as so well. I can't remember what I scored, but it's like it's a full body one. You can full change, like move the whole body around, and get it into any pose you want.
0: Oh you know? wow. That's a game yeah. changer. That handy yeah, it's, one's it's a really big, good for yeah. like shadows and colouring. Like I use yeah. that more than anything for like getting the colouring on a face from a certain lighting position and yeah. stuff. Because that's something that's, I really struggle with. It's a good app. It's mm. very cool, man. But, yeah, that's the thing. And another thing you can do is kind of like, I don't know if you've ever done it, but I did do it, you know, years ago, is I wouldn't wouldn't use this in a final piece that I would post. But in my own personal sketchbooks or whatever, or even just on my, you know, on my tablet, I would actually just as practice just take an image and completely trace it out or take someone else's drawing and completely trace it out and basically like reverse engineer it. And it gave yeah. me an understanding of scale. It gave me a better understanding of how the face works, where the face lands on certain people, you know, how some people have longer noses or their, their mouth yeah. might be lower on their face because the face is longer or whatever. Like, yeah. um, And, fuck, that helped. Like that that was one of the best things I'd ever do. And I'm not afraid to fess up to it because I know full well that I never did that in the sense of – like jacking an entire pose and yeah. then claiming it as my own. It was just, it was just re- basically reverse engineering and going, okay, how, how come that person does this? Why, why does this look so good? And it's basically, it's just the same as sitting in and staring at an image and staring yeah. at all the elements that you like of it and so on. Oh, hundred percent. it, hundred percent. Yeah. There's, there's just so many things you can kind of do to, I mean, do you, do you have any kind of processes like that? Is there anything you do that you like? Will you do you ever use a specific person in your life, especially especially in comic books? I find that's really really a good way to keep uh, consistent with a character. I don't do that, but I do
2: observe a lot. Like if I'm like if I'm out, i I'll, I'll look at people a lot, you know, and like suss out their faces and stuff. I've been doing that recently because I think my faces lack a lot. Like I don't really understand facial anatomy that well you know like if oh, i'm okay. drawing like if i'm drawing like a ninja turtle or some sort of monster it's all good like i can get expressions and stuff and it's all sweet but when it's a human i find that i struggle a bit so i've been mm-hmm. looking at like I, I watch people talk a lot or you know even like when i'm watching sport you know i watch the way people run and how like muscles in their hamstrings work and shit
0: like that but yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah, idea. And, and now, well, that's kind of part of being an illustrator, isn't it? Yeah. You just naturally start to pay attention to how the yeah, eye drop, yeah. how the shadow drops on someone's eye or yeah. how the, you know, what kind of yeah, color like, and that kind of shit. Yeah. I completely agree. That's, that's very, um, very important. Um, how are you going with what, what are you, sorry, have you been doing any of your own personal work recently at all? Yeah, man, I've got I've got a comic book that I'm working on. Okay. But um but Actually, it's going you've written slow, it man, yourself. So
2: I've it. Yeah, I've written <laughs> it myself and last year at, um, at Supernova, I mm. sat next to this this Aussie writer. Um his name's Ben Sablak. And he okay. he does he has a, he has a comic book published in America by Alterna Comics. Like this guy's yeah. a sleeper, man. This guy should be a guest at every single convention because his comic books are probably like they probably outsell Marvel. Like, if you go look at the numbers, like he prob- he's probably the highest selling comic book artist writer, whatever, in Australia. Like altogether, like the guy wow. sells a lot of fucking things. Yeah, I met I met him a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah, back.
2: you know he's a he's, he's a sleeper, bro. Like he should be a, he should be guesting at every single con that we have. <laughs> but, um,
0: yeah.
2: But anyway, yeah, I let him I let him have a look at my stuff and and at my story and. He's like, man. He goes, you got to put together like a, a sample, eight-page sample, and send it off to a publisher. So okay. I got to, I got to get together these these eight pages. But the thing is, is that because it's my own shit, and I'm really like invested in it. Every time I freaking, I've have done like eight pages twelve times now. I mean, I just keep ripping them up and redoing them. So I just got to like, yeah. I got to like just commit to to it and um, and get it going because they want to see these publishers want to see like eight page samples like fully finished colored lettered everything so i'm gonna to have to invest money into it as well to get it colored by someone good and get it lettered properly and stuff and mm. but it if it gets picked up then it's fucking gravy bro like it's gonna be it's gonna be great but, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't know i'm still I'm, I'm, it's still something that i don't want to uh, i'm not in a rush to do like I, I don't mind like waiting until i improve a bit and waiting until my audience gets a bit bigger and then and then doing it you know like right now, yeah. my main priority is to is to get more published work. That's why I'm sending samples off to to IDW and shit.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah it's um, it's one of those things where when it's your own your own projects, it's kind of like when is it when is it fin- like where you've got to kind of draw a line in the sand for yourself and say, well, I could I could redo this page five hundred times. But at the end of the day, it's probably never to my own standards going to be perfect. So I need to be okay with something and something that, um, an outsider would consider perfect or an outsider would consider pretty, you know, pretty worthy, especially when, when writing stories, like how, how do you find, how do you kind of find, first of all, like finding that line between finished and perfect. And then how do you find like the writing process?
2: Man, I'll be honest, I'm a lot more confident writing than I am drawing. Like, really? Wow. Yeah. The, the the few comics that I've written, I've sent off to people to read and, you know, some people that work in the industry and stuff and they all, they all love it, like, they all think it's great. So mm-hmm. I'm really more confident in, in writing than I am drawing, you know? Interesting. But, yeah, man, yeah. Man, write, write it's interesting. Man, writing's a different thing, like, you know, like, people tell stories to each other all the time, so, you know, like... Since I was a kid, people have said I'm a good storyteller, you know? So yeah. with the writing, like as long as my, my story is good, you know, and my dialogue sounds natural and stuff like that, like it, it's all – it's sort of I – I don't want to say it's easier than drawing, but I think with drawing, I, I get better quicker. So that's what leads me to not be happy with my work because I'm improving quicker
0: than I am improving in, in writing. So – yeah, and I suppose if you if you're around, if you really pay attention when someone's telling a story as well, you just pay attention to the way that people talk. Yeah. A lot of people will write dialogue a certain way, and it just does not sound like the way people talk. Like that's why something like Clerks was so groundbreaking yeah. because that's actually genuinely how people talk. Like they yeah, exactly. they in and and they talk over each other and and they don't fully finish a sentence and. No one monologues in real life. Yeah. Like nobody. Well, Klux, and Clerks. Yeah, Clerks a, is a good, sorry. I was going to say, Clerks is a really like um, relatable story as well, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. He clearly just like really paid attention to the conversations he had with his friends. Like you can see it just in the story. It's very, you know, everyone's worked a day job like that. Everyone's. But you're right. I mean, I suppose stories have a little bit more. Like, you need structure and you need the three-act structure and maybe you need, like, the hero's journey or whatever it may be that you're doing. But there's definitely a lot more room for... It's definitely a lot freer. It's definitely a lot yeah. freer a process because there's no... As much as drawing is free, you need to learn a lot before you can have fun with yeah. it and have that kind of free play with it. Have, um, you, ever, have you ever listened to JJ Abrams' TED Talk? No, I haven't actually.
2: He has this TED talk about storytelling, right? And mm. um, this is like after listening to this, it's it's what really made me want to write my own comic. He talks about like this this method that he uses called the mystery box. So oh. the story will start, and he, there's always like you know like with with Star Wars, like well, there's Ray. Who's Ray? And then you you find out something, and then there's another mystery, and there's always these mysteries that that the um, the story is leading you to. Which I think right. in movies in movies is a bit hit or miss. Like in movies, it might be a bit, you know, like it might not always work. They're having always these mystery boxes, but in comics, I think it's really good because like comics are meant yeah. to like leave you on a cliffhanger. They're meant to continue, and I think it. Like that's what I adopted. I adopted that
0: me- method in writing my story. Okay. And yes, yeah, so. Wow, sounds like a game changer. Yeah. That's very that's very true. Because yeah. I suppose if you think about the people who, like, every time I've noticed. I've been engaged in just a conversation in a story that somebody's telling me every step of the way, they're catching you with something, but they're not telling you the full story. And the best story that you can tell, like, you know, there's those people that tell stories and it just trails off or yeah. it just doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. But then right. if, you know, I've got a lot of family members that'll do that and you go, Oh, well that's fucking boring. But then there's those yeah. people that can just catch you as soon as the conversation starts, they know exactly how to catch your attention and then they know exactly how to keep you listening to them until the story's over and they finally like hit that punchline, so to speak, and the story's like, whoa. Like and you just keep going. And I've noticed it with myself when you're telling that right story and you figured exactly it's kind of like stand-up comedy, when you figured out how to tell that story correctly to catch people's attention and i suppose that's kind of like the drafting process with writing isn't it it's just like you finally catch people's attention when you know all the beats of the story by heart yeah and you know right. where the conflict is where the first where the first act begins where the second act be like that right. kind of thing yeah. it's really one of those i think storytelling yeah. is one of the most powerful things we can do because yeah, it, it just it's, it's the, the oldest art so yeah. Them, you know? yeah. it's funny you bring up like comedians
2: because their their whole act is a story. Like you like the last mm. the last joke is always a is always like a follow through of everything they've said in the beginning, you know? So
0: Yeah, yeah, the the final joke is always the, the yeah. biggest punchline yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If that payoff. And I think that's what a lot of people I think, you know, going back to J.J. Abrams and Star Wars, I think I can understand why people were disappointed with the latest film because that should have been a payoff. That kind of film as as an overarching story, it's the third act of the trilogy, should have been the payoff to everything we were building to, but because it was so disjointed to begin with, I mean, it just, we got this payoff that that was kind of underwhelming. Like this payoff was, yeah, it was very glittery. It was very it looked great, but it was very underwhelming and I suppose that's really good. You know, and, and you, you look at other stories like Crystal Skull, like again, underwhelming because we yeah. all kinda of wanted to know where Indiana Jones was and what he was doing and and all of a sudden it was just like aliens and crystal skulls and Russians and just, what the fuck is going on? Like yeah. there's gotta be I think a lot of unfortunately a lot of filmmaking, especially franchise filmmaking these days, with the exception of Marvel, is is not storytelling first. And what no, a lot of people
2: not, forget like, there's, there's probably a lot of like studio involvement like interfering and uh, shit, like with Star yeah. Wars especially, man, like they're probably jacking shit in there to sell toys and merchandise oh, and yeah. stuff like that. Like,
0: there's probably yeah. a whole
2: lot of shit they had to deal with that we don't know about as to why it came out so shit. But
0: oh yeah, well yeah. What's kind of what's kind of interesting about that is they they doubled down on on the last on the last Jedi and said you know if you don't like it too fucking bad this is the movie you're getting and then they come to this one and they go oh okay this is all just going to be fan service fuck the story yeah. fuck what we're, whatever we're doing with that let's just kind of you know. Let's let's be afraid of the audience again and be safe as we can be. And then we're all kind of like, well, what the fuck are you, you, you going to do? Like, where's the story in this? And it comes back to a lot of that. A lot of those things, a lot of what I've noticed is there isn't, like, there isn't a focus on story. And we need to we need to come back to that focus on stories. You know, what things like Marvel are doing so well and, and you know, a Pixar movie man. Big yeah, that's so true. successful because the sole focus is the theme of the story and the story that they're telling and yeah. how it's gonna like crush you.
2: <laughs> yeah, and
1: how yeah, it's, it's funny. Like...
2: It's funny you said like the the fear of the audience. I reckon it's more fear of money, man. I reckon they just scared. they don't give a shit about the audience. They just care about money, and that's well, and that's yeah, what that's it comes absolutely. down to. It's like if this movie flops, then we're not gonna make money on it. So let's just put in what we think people want to see. And sometimes yeah. you just gotta let the let the artist do what he wants to do. Man, like I didn't really like the Last Jedi, but um, but if they just kept well, what was his name, whatever the director's name was, they just kept him on board and let him finish it. Who knows, man? It, it might have just felt better. It might have just like it might have felt more complete.
0: I don't know. Like, yeah.
1: Well,
0: like think, you said, it, think... it felt disjointed, you know. Yeah, yeah, very disjointed. It felt like three very different yeah. stories that weren't real like they they had threads that were connecting them but nowhere near as connected as the previous two trilogies yeah and i think i mean i personally i i actually personally think the last jedi i haven't had let the latest one kind of sink in yet so i haven't seen it enough but i personally at this point think the last jedi has the strongest story and and that's why i love that one because the story is so so yeah. strong
2: Exactly, yeah, like, you're, you're right. The story was probably better. I just didn't, what I didn't like about Last Jedi was just the added, the the character stuff they put in it that just didn't. The way like the way Luke acted, like Princess Leia yeah. floating through the air, that shit just pissed me off. Yeah, like, that just, shit elements, just, yeah.
0: It just
2: yeah, it made me feel like he didn't understand the source material, yeah? And yeah, like that's why yeah, my favorite one was The Force Awakens. I think yeah. The Force Awakens was was
0: the, the best movie out of the three. Yeah, it was, uh, and I think you know, and that's the problem with storytelling: is you're never gonna you're never gonna get everybody happy. And yeah. let's be honest, like the original trilogy, not many people. There's there's people that love Star Wars. There's people that love Empire. There's people that love Return of the Jedi. Like, not everybody's a fan of any of those either. It's yeah. just one of those things where you know, story storytelling's it's hard.
1: Like, it's what not.
0: The thing is with
2: Star Wars that it's so big, like you don't have to like all of it. You know, it's sort of like no. Ninja Turtles. There's, there's been so many different reincarnations in, of Ninja Turtles that some of them people hate, but like you have so much of it, you don't really have to focus on the one you hate. You just there's so yeah. much Ninja Turtles, just focus on mm-hmm. what you like. Because same with Star Wars, I mean, like, There's so yeah. much of it. Who cares if you don't like
0: some of it? You know yeah that's be- That's the beauty of those kinds of universes yeah. like you know comic books man exactly. you, you exactly. could hate you could hate any fucking comic book you want yeah. but there's a yeah. throw a rock and there's another hundred yeah, exactly. thousand you could read yeah. and
2: just it's the same thing with Batman man like when when Ben Affleck oh, got yeah. Batman I was like well he's gonna be shit like no one's liking it even if you didn't like it who cares you know when yeah. you've got like another
0: four Batmans before him you know yeah, like, give it another five years there'll be another <laughs> one yeah, lo exactly, there, there is exactly. yeah <laughs> It takes, you know, you get about a five, six, seven-year rotation on one Batman and then yeah. you move on to the next one. That's the beauty of it is there's so many different versions of of all these things and so many different um, styles. And, like, it comes back to does does that actor or does that particular version of the character suit the story? That's what a lot of people, I, I didn't like that Batman, I didn't like that stuff. Well, but did it help move the story forward? That's yeah, the most yeah. important part. Did yeah. it? Va- was it valuable to the story? So, I suppose, story is one of those things, man. Like, it's an it's emotionally driven. Like, I've been thinking a lot about why it is certain stories just connect with me emotionally, and why it is certain things. Like, why do I, why do I connect to Star Wars? Why do I connect to Batman? And how can I replicate that? to other people, but sometimes it's even external, like where you were when you first saw it, who you were watching it with, you know, you might, some people might've watched something with their dad or their, their cousin or who, whoever, their brother, sister name it. And that's why they love that thing because that person may not still be around, but there's so many different variables in story that as long as you tell a good story, you know, <laughs> And that's a trick. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, bro. <laughs> yeah. But like, I suppose supposed to bring it back to, you know, kind of your your process, do you have a structure that you use in storytelling? Or do you, you know... Yeah,
2: man. Do you yeah, like, the... like what, what I do is, so I, so I always have the ending in mind, like where I want to bring... The character and then
1: oh.
2: um i'll tell you a bit about this comic that i'm i've written so it's oh, a, yeah, his, yeah. his name's his name's captain awesome right and um <laughs> so ultimately the point i want to bring him is to choosing good over evil right okay. so that's the, that's the, that's the end that's the end spot i want to take him to but um the way he works is the the more people love him the stronger he is so he's, he's mm. he finds himself at a he finds himself at a time where, like humanity doesn't really need a hero. So he's starting to fade away, and, and if people don't like him or need him, he's gonna become nothing. He's gonna just disappear. So he needs to right. somehow find this, find this love, and the whole the whole problem is is that he figures out that if people don't love him, he's gonna die, but if people fear him, he'll also become stronger. So it's sort of like mm. reflects, reflects on society. Like the, the people you respect the most are people that you either feel or you love, you know? Right. So he, yeah. To stay alive, he sort of becomes a villain. You know, and ultimately I want to take him to the point where he has to make the choice whether, do I just do this to stay alive or do I just do the right thing? So from, I have the end point and then I'll use that JJ Abrams mystery, mystery box shit to like write the story in a way where the audience doesn't know what's happening. So you're figuring it out with him. Like, he's, it starts off and he's, he's sort of feeling weaker and stuff and you, you think, why is he feeling weaker? And then while he discovers it, you discover it. So every time he discovers something, I, I try to interject
0: something in the story that you don't know. So, you That's know... That's fucking clever storytelling, you yeah? yeah. That's fucking cool, man. That's actually a really cool way to go about it. So, why is it that, like, I know if there's this common contention with, with writers and stuff like that, like, some people like to find the end of the story, but then you have like a Stephen King who who likes to let the characters tell you the story. No. Like, or, is it because King's you King's like, King's like to kind of get to the end so that you know where you're getting to, or you know, it's you know what it really is,
2: man. It's because I'm a dumb cut. Like Stephen <laughs> King's so smart to do that shit. Like, I, I yeah. if I don't have the if I don't have the structure and the end goal, I'll probably mm. write a shit story because I don't know where the hell I'm going. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I like to. I personally like to really flesh out the characters so that I know. Um, like, there's there's two schools of thought. I suppose there's multiple schools, but the two schools I kind of res- really respect is, yeah, is like, um, where are we going? Or there's the other school of thought, which is basically like, um, know your characters so well that when you throw challenges at them, um, you'll know exactly what they're going to do with it. Like you'll yeah. know exactly where they're going with it, um, exactly how they react. But the trick is your characters are going to evolve. So you also need so, to, be, that's probably the trickiest part. You also exactly. need to be able to know how they how they're going to react once they've moved forward and once they've evolved. Yeah. yeah it's so tricky. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. and and especially the the good turning turning bad or the bad turning good kind of thing. You need you need to really give them some genuine um, yeah. reasoning to do so. Exactly, exactly. Well, yeah. man, if you if you were going to
2: die, and someone's like, "If you be a bad cunt, you'll stay alive," what do you do? I'd probably be bad if even if I didn't die. Yeah, you know? like yeah, yeah. I want to get him in such a desperate situation where he has to be bad for just to survive. So like the reader can sort of sympathize with him, you know, like the best ah, villains,
0: right.
2: you feel like they're not really villains, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's how clever. I want to be. Yeah. Well, the best villains you can sympathize with to a certain point as well, I suppose. And that's the, exactly. that's the trick. That's the tricky part. isn't it? It's like exactly. finding that balance. And it's funny. I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, a lot of people will, will write a story from the point of view of, you know, this character is similar to me. I found some of my early stories was, just the character was an, you know, an alternate universe version of me. So, for me to be able to understand their, their motives, I would just, well, what What would I do? What would yeah. I do if I went through all this shit and, and came out on the other end in in such a bad way that, like you said, you know, what it, what my motives were so fucked up that where would where would I end up? What would I what would I do in this particular situation?
2: Yeah, yeah exactly. And
0: it, it's a, that's that's really an interesting interesting way you're going about it, man. I'm 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 intrigued yeah. to uh, to see what you do with this with this story because and now I'm inspired to sit down and write some more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, I'm, you, I'm excited for it. Yeah, yeah. Do you write with anybody else? Like, do you do you co-write with anyone, or you just kind of bounce have, ideas uh, off people? And... I have I haven't
2: haven't co-written with anyone. I'm not close to the idea, but I haven't done it.
1: Yeah. You
0: know? Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've got a story I'm writing with my, with my brother-in-law. Actually, it's just a. We need to prioritise it. But what's really interesting is um, having multiple schools of thought on something. Is yeah. Is definitely one way to write a story. Like it's definitely, especially when when you create some characters and you throw them at somebody else and you run through their filter, like fire out, man. Yeah. Changes shit. It, it, you, you can yeah, really because nice. they can they can look at it and go, well, no, I think this character would actually do this, and I think yeah. this character should go through that to get to there and to, you know, and then you can fuck with the structure. You can fuck, You can Tarantino it and just bounce the timeline all over the place. Like it's all really, really up to you. Yeah. True. Yeah, man. It's very very intriguing. Are you? Um, are you kind of? Is that kind of your focus for this year? Are you are you doing more writing, or what's kind of your goal uh, the for fo- the year? The focus is like, as I
2: said, I, I want to get more published work. So, so okay. I'm in the process of of hopefully getting something with the Phantom again, and then cool. I want to I want to get like as many samples as I can to publishers. You know, probably right. nothing will come of it because I know I know my sequential work isn't as good as it should be, mm-hmm. but you never know. You never know. You know. So.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you never know who will who'll find it or who, yeah, um, who will be interested. It's all you know. That's the that's the thing. The tricky thing with art is it's subjective. So you you can look at it from a uh, from a financial point of view and say, well, you know, this is this is good. But you know, like you were saying, a following as well is is one thing that's that is yeah. a, is a proof is tried and true, saying that well, people are interested. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, I'm big on that follow. I'm so big on that following, man.
2: Like, I, I'm really, yeah. I'm really, really focused on on getting it up, like. Because like, even like, for example, Kieran, Kieran done his Kickstarter for his comic book. Like, he hit his yeah. goal with like two weeks to spare. You know, like that, that shit's money, man. Like that all came from his followers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just random yeah. people looking through Kickstarter being like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll donate to this. Looks good. It's people yeah, that follow definitely. him that want his work. You know, so you got to get those followers, man. Like, I don't yeah. think I have enough followers that actually spend money on me. You know, what I got a
0: handful,
2: but I need I need followers that spend regular money.
0: Yeah? Mm. Mm. Well, there is this there is this idea of um, that I've been kicking around with as well that I've been really working on is, you know, you could have is is like one thousand true followers, and yeah, if exactly you do the math on, that. Yeah, yeah, if you do the math on a thousand true followers, um, and they give you a thousand dollars a year like well, 100, 100, bucks a yeah, yeah, 100, 100 bucks a year yeah 100 bucks a year but... they you're on you're on six figures yeah. yeah so yeah man yeah so and and what much you know obviously we're not the kind of people that want to be you know super rich and famous if we're illustrators we're, we're doing it for the passion and you don't i don't know that that anyone really needs let's, let's be honest here man I mean, no one really needs much more than a hundred thousand dollars a year and even by that stage, yeah. that's that's but that's I want, a lot of like, money I want, I, want, oh, yeah. I want more than 100 a year
2: like I me mean, yeah. like I, don't get me wrong like i draw because i love it but like i want it to be my job you know and like i could probably earn a yeah. hundred thousand a year plus if i just used my degree and went back to work in what i was working as mm. so i want to i want to at least get it to that i want to get it oh, so yeah. that i don't know to it work two jobs and and fuck around half the week someone else you know like Buy a house. I want it to be full time.
0: Pencil man, like yeah, exactly. That's what I like want. That's so. the dream. Yeah, exactly. And you've got to you've got to be willing to do what it's going to take, and, and willing to. Yeah. And and that's the thing, like, like we were saying, like I was saying the other day, was you know, yeah, you can, you can say following is not important. You can say yeah, it shouldn't be the focus, which is fair. I can understand that. But at the end of the day, like, fucking Kylie Jenner just sold. Her um, makeup business for 1.5 billion dollars yeah, exactly. off the back of her Instagram. Like, attention speaks, exactly. man. Attention, yeah, attention does, man, is money. It's value, bro. It like, does. yeah, it's, it's it, it is it is pure value in this day and yeah. age. And if you're going to neglect your social media, then you know you'll you'll reap what you sow. Yeah. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, man. <laughs> especially as a and you know there is so many different ways so many different ways you can make content like you said you you only do three drawings a week but you manage to span it out over you know
1: over yeah, a right
0: week yeah. a few days easily if not a week and, and that's the way to do it there's, there's hacks to this shit like there's, Yeah, there's There's so many different things you can do man that you can get away with yeah. get away with stuff like that for sure um, yeah, I suppose 100%. Before I let you go, I'd love to um, ask you some, like, quick-draw questions. Just some some little things. Um, Let me have a look. Give me two seconds. I'm just going to get it up here. Uh, Bear with me, everybody. Uh, Okay. I'll ask you a few ones. So, just some... uh, do okay so these are these are some fun ones um, not necessarily creative but you could definitely give them a creative answer so what did you think was cool uh, then when you were young what isn't cool now like is there anything that you could think of uh, playing on the street <laughs> yeah that's
1: a good one <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> playing on the street. yeah that's that's kind of boring now it's not really much yeah. to do now is it that's right I mean, yeah. just look like a like a crazy if you're out there okay um, what is the most unprofessional thing you've seen someone do buy Instagram followers buy Instagram followers that's a good one yeah that's yeah. fucking
2: that's unprofessional as fuck
0: yeah
2: I've seen is. I've seen someone do it man I've seen someone do it recently and it's it
0: fucking oh really pisses me Re- even recently
2: Shit. But Like three weeks ago, I saw someone do it. Like I, I just saw this guy's Instagram like grow really, really quickly. Like, you know what, man? Like this is probably, this is probably like really vain of me, but let me go, let me go search him up on social blade. All right. So I went to social blade it gives you all the statistics of an account and this guy's mm. gaining, like he was losing 50 to 60 followers a day. And then out of nowhere, he was gaining 1,300 for the next four days and then it dropped back to losing 50 a day. I'm like this guy's definitely bought followers for four days, and once Shit. the, you know, once he stopped paying for it, like it's it's gone back to minus. It, it pissed me off, man. I'm just like, wow. man. You know what? You know what pisses me off? Because I know publishers look at followers, you know, and not just yeah. publishers. Like there's there's even people that will are more willing to buy a print or buy a commission from you if you've got 20k as opposed to 2k, you know. And, yeah. and when they're yeah, fake, yeah. like I'm just like, man, this is fucking shit. It really grinds my gears, man.
0: Yeah, people can see through that shit as well. Very, yeah. very easily. Yeah,
2: it's it's so funny. It's so funny. I'm just like, doesn't this guy realize that it's just so no. obvious? No?
0: It's ignorance, man. No. Like it's yeah. it's 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 also arrogance as well, thinking that that's yeah actually something you should do. Yeah, yeah. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> no. hell. Um, few more here. So you're about to get into a fight. What song comes on as your soundtrack? Fuck, a fight. What song comes on? Say it's the story of your movie, like the the movie of your life, and you're about to get into a fight. What song comes on? I'd say uh, Ride On Your Enemies by Tupac. Nice, nice. That's a dope one. Mine's probably Fight Music by D12.
2: I was thinking that, but it's was too on the nose,
0: man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like on the nose. Um, yeah. Let me have a look. If you could ask advice from any historical figure, who would it be and what would you ask them? Um,
2: any historical figure. Hmm. Hmm. All right. There's this one dude, right? His name was Giuseppe Garibaldi. He was, like, yep. responsible for, for like, back in the day, Italy wasn't a united country. It was all monarchs. So it was, like, mm-hmm. heaps of heaps of royal families in Italy. And he sparked a revolution from the south, and he just gained followers from the south all the way to the north and united all of Italy. And that's that's how Italy became, a, like, a united country. So that's okay. who I'd want to meet. And I'd probably yeah. ask him, how the, how the fuck did you get so many followers?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why were you so powerful? That's a good yeah. one, man. That's a really good one. You've got to think beyond, you know, what, what, what were you doing so well. Oh, that's awesome. All right, last question. Um, if you could write one new law that everyone had to obey, what law would you create? Um, can I abolish a law
2: instead of write a law? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd abolish tobacco tax in Australia, so I can smoke my tobacco <laughs> and i have to pay... Four hundred percent tax. On it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking forty dollars tax on it. Yeah, that's four
0: hundred
2: percent. Not forty. Four hundred percent tax. Four hundred percent. Yeah, obviously that's how much. It, that's that how one. much it costs. Yeah, if I want to import like tobacco from overseas, gonna to have to pay four hundred percent tax on that shit.
1: Wow. I
0: Fucking I thought know. collectible items were expensive. Yeah. To import. Jesus yeah well, wow that's that's fucked <laughs> that's, I haven't smoked in years so I, I didn't know I think it might have been at like maybe 100% 200% when I was last no, no. 400 fuck me. yeah that's, that's nice alright man Well we'll leave it there thank you so much for coming on I think we had a wonderful chat here um, yep. do you want to plug plug your stuff plug anything that's coming up yeah, any no. conventions
2: you're doing or social media or anything like that um, my Instagram is um, Instagram underscore I double L O. And um, the cons that I'm doing, I'm doing Gold Coast Supernova. And nice. um, I should be doing Oz Comic Con Sydney as well. Cool. And that's it. That's all, that's all I can think of for now.
0: Nice. Oh, you know make you, sure
1: to...
2: that people can buy our pins, bro. The, if they go to oh, yeah, if Star they go to my Wars
1: launch.
2: Yeah, the Star Wars yeah? pins. I got little pins you can go to like that uh, Zachatz Instagram and, and buy it from there or from any of our um, stores nice yep yeah. Nice, yeah.
0: yeah fantastic well I'll make sure to um, link your social media and all that in the uh, description what are we called? Show notes. That's the one on the podcast in the description on YouTube. Uh, thank you again, man, for coming on. Um, it's oh, been it's awesome. Right. Thank you. Uh, it's awesome to have you on again, finally. I've been meaning to have you on for a while now. So it's awesome to finally have you on in season three. And um, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Sweet, bro. See you, man. Thanks, guys. you all very very much um that was a great interview one of the longer episodes we've done recently but you know i love giving you guys as much content as possible so the longer it is, longer it is in my opinion the better So <laughs> it's fantastic um let me just get the plugs out uh so you guys heard in the intro i will be at certain conventions this year um there is plenty of places you can see me this year uh, you can go to my Uh, My website. If you want to see more of my work, you want to see more of the podcast, please subscribe. Uh, Please take your time. Sorry, bear with me. Um, I have lost my plugs. Uh, Fick. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, there we go. Okay. Let's do a proper outro. Um, Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Thank you so much for listening. I seriously, I love you guys so much. If you want any more information on my on my everything <laughs> on making lemonade you want some information on um cam he is predominantly at instacam ilo on and you can find the link in the description in the show notes on the podcast and you can find the link in the description below if you're watching on youtube um other than that ladies and gentlemen um you can find information on me and all of my episodes that i do here all my theories uh my my blogs, um, you can sign up for my mailing list, all that kind of shit um, at my website, Um You can also contact me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, all Jordan Mar- Morpeth Art. Twitter is just Jordan Morpeth because apparently my name's too long. So I've got to come up with a new username once I run out of business cards um, that can go across the board. Um, you if you could please if you would like to support the podcast please just take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your stories on Instagram Facebook Snapchat or wherever you socialize in the world wide web make sure to tag me at Jordan Art or at make lemonade podcast um, Also you can leave a review on iTunes if you could leave a review that would actually be so helpful because what reviews do is it helps others find the podcast it helps others find what we do here at making lemonade. Um, it helps them um what it does is the more people who review it the more people who um, let people know what they think about it the more it actually ranks in the itunes apple podcast um, ranks Fortunately, you can't do it on spotify which is frustrating but on itunes if you could leave a review or if you want to leave a comment in the youtube down below please subscribe hit that notification bell as well so that you get notifications for all of the new podcasts um But yeah, if you put that review, it will put us next to other creative podcasts, Illustrator podcasts, Star Wars, whatever whatever it may be that it thinks we are all about. Um, Particularly other creative podcasts is what I hope um, to be ranked with. and it will help put us up there, help get this uh, get this podcast out there and, and more people listening because that's what we want, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we do this. We want to help people. We want to give value. We want to help people make lemonade at the end of the day. Um, you can also find the video version on YouTube. You might be watching it right now. You might not be. Um, but yeah, the video versions are on YouTube every week as well. Uh, they come out on the Thursday of every week. So we put out the audio first and then we put out the video. Okay, thank you all again, so very much. Um, I love you so much. Uh, I've been your host, Jordan. This has been Making Lemonade. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, stay weird. Enjoy the song of the week if you're listening to the audio. Because YouTube will cancel me if I put audio of other people's songs. Enjoy, guys. I love you all. Take care. Have a wonderful week. May the force be with you.